0: Well, grace, peace, and mercy be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, Tonight, we continue on with that same series, Living a Lent Life, a life that is on loan from God. Actually, as I thought about that literally just now, I was thinking about a tool that I loaned to a friend this past week simple tile saw for him to be able to use for some work that he's doing in his kitchen. And I loan that tool to him with the expectation that he would use it for what it was created for, for what it was made for, to be able to cut tile. I assume when he gives it back to me that he did not use it to cut concrete in his backyard. I assume when I receive it back that it doesn't have chunks of vegetable and meat in it because he used it to cut food in his kitchen that's not what it was designed for it's supposed to be able to cut tile and so i hope he uses it to cut tile what were you and i designed to be able to do what did god create us for a life that is on loan for him to be able to serve him to be able to lift him up to be able to glorify everything our Lord has done, and to be able to serve our fellow man. Even Jesus himself, in our text for tonight, takes this principle upon his own back, literally, and uses this life that is on loan even to him from God to be able to serve the Lord for the Lord's purpose. It's an interesting text that we look at, because in this moment of Jesus on this journey to the cross, it almost seems like it's not gonna happen. It seems like Jesus is going to be let off the hook. It actually happens multiple times in that text that Pastor Mark read for us this evening. Pilate comes and brings Jesus before the religious leaders, before all of the people, and he's ready to let him go. Jesus has gone before Herod, and Herod has found no charge against him. Uh, Jesus has now gone before Pilate, Pilate has looked at his case and has found no charge against him. He's going to be able to just receive a little slap on the hand, a beating of some type, and be let go. But that doesn't happen in our text. And Pilate tries so hard, does he not? It's not once that he goes to the people and attempts to be able to say, I'm going to let Christ go. It's not twice that he goes to the people and he says, I have found no charge against him. It's three times, three times Pilate goes before the people and says, come on, let's let's let them go. This is an innocent man, he says. And that's exactly who Christ is, an innocent man. But the people that are there don't want to hear it. The people that are there aren't focused on this innocent man. They aren't focused on Jesus. They're focused on something else. Did you hear their words in our text for this evening? It says, but with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he, that Jesus be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. These shouts prevail over innocence. These shouts prevail over truth. These shouts prevail over God, over Jesus' innocence. They demand that he be crucified, that this innocent man go to the cross. They're riled up by the religious leaders, but at the end of the day, they are the ones, the people, making these these shouts, these demands. Do you ever hear these loud voices? Not voices in in your head, but these temptations, these demands that are upon your life. Satan coming after you to be able to do this, to be able to say that, maybe just to to leave that alone because it's going to be too much of an inconvenience. All of our life is filled with these shouts and these demands, sin coming at us from, from every direction, and it's difficult to be able to push them aside. Pilate can't do it, as we see in the reading for this evening. He wants to, and he, he tries to, but at the end of the day, it's not what happens. It says he released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder. His name is Barabbas. The one that they asked for and surrendered Jesus to their will. Remember what we were created for. Remember these lives that are on loan to be able to follow the will of, of God. But in this reading, Pilate succumbs to the will of the people, to those loud shouts and to those demands. And all of us have been there before too. The time when we we knew what was right. We knew what God was calling us to be able to do or not to do. But the temptation was too much, the shouts were too loud, the demands were, were just too heavy. And it was so much easier just to go down that path of of sin. To be able to choose, maybe not murder, maybe not insurrection, but you name it. I could name the sin that I chose. All in the face of our Savior. And it's in this moment that that innocent man is pushed further. We thought he was going to be let off the hook, but, but not so fast, Jesus Now you walk this path and take a step even closer to where you end up at on the cross. All of those voices, all of those demands put him there that day, and honestly, we did too. Jesus hangs upon that cross for our sin. He's tormented, it's horrible. He's in great pain and agony. He hopes that he can just get a little, bit, a little bit of relief, just a minor piece of relief from that suffering. And he says those words, I thirst. He's dehydrated. He's in pain. He just wants something to be able to touch his lips, to be able to give him just a, just a moment of assistance. Have you ever said those words before, I thirst? Spin it around maybe with me a little bit tonight. What are the things in life that you would say you are most thirsty for? The things that you desire? The things that you want to have? Think about your day today or the week that you had this week. What are the things that you were working for or working towards? What are the things that are on your mind? What are the things that you are going after? What are all those elements that you thirst for? Are those elements lined up with the will of God? This life that He has loaned unto you? Or are those things, those thirsty desires, lined up with something different? With the will of the of the the people? Are they lined up with some of those sins that we heard mentioned within our first Peter text? for this evening. Go with me now to to that text, not to to all those sins that are there, but those first words that, that Dottie opened up for us in being able to read tonight. Peter says, therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. When I read that over and over again this week, I I just kept seeing that word arm. Arm yourselves. Protect yourselves. Get those weapons to be able to fight because that's what we have to do when, when sin comes unto us. We have to battle against it. We have to fight against it. And to be completely honest, we're not strong enough to be able to overcome it on our own. It's this constant battle that we have but with the Lord, with his spirit inside of each and every one of us, he tells us something very different, that this can be overcome, that you can fight that, that you can live this life on loan from the Lord. that is as I designed, and when we do that, something happens, this result that occurs. That's where Peter moves to. Arm yourself with God, with his sufferings, be united with him, and he says, as a result, Those people do not live in in the rest of their earthly lives for human desires, but rather for the will of God. They're not seeking ill or ill will on people. They're not seeking that that evil desire. They're seeking that which is lined up, again, with the will of, of the Lord. And so what does your life look like right now? Is it lined up with the will of the people or is it lined up with the will of the Lord? Think about it. This life on loan from God. And in this life, it's tough to be able to follow that will of the Lord. Because all of us do thirst. And not necessarily for bad things all the time. We thirst for for good things, too. But what happens when we have that, that drought that's in our life? What happens when that that thirst that we have even for good things around us just doesn't come true there's all different things all of us i think here tonight hope for elements within the lives of our loved ones our our friends our family members things that would be good for them i hope that so and so will get a a job they've been out of work for a long time i hope that so and so will be cured for from cancer That's something that that they need in their life. But there's a separation that we need to make when we think about the Lord's will. Because often in our needs and in our wants, we don't decipher them properly. A lot of times we think that we need something, but in the end it's really a want. Even things that are not evil, as I mentioned before, things that, that are good for us. Sometimes we want those things, But what happens when they don't come to fruition? Because what we want in life, and actually what we need in life, are two very different things. I think all of us here tonight would say that we really want an end to suffering. You can name the type of suffering. It can be be anything, anything. It can be an issue with our nation or with our world. It can be uh, an issue that morally we look at as Christians and know is incorrect. It could be an emotional struggle that you are going through, type of depression, anxiety. It can be a physical pain that you're going through or that your spouse or a family member is going through. All these different types of suffering that we want to end, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, those are all wants. But at the same time, there's something that we all need. Even though we all want suffering to end, what we need is, is a path to healing. Suffering being wiped out would be, be great, but, but at the end of the day, what we really need is to be able to find healing. God does this through you and I as Christians. He gives you and I an opportunity to be able to be the healer for people around us. Because it's not just us who thirst, it's not just us who face suffering, it's a lot of people around us in the world that have these exact same desires, wants, and especially this need. What are the things you can do is a Christian who has a life on loan, lent to you by God for your neighbor? What are ways that you can reach out to people around you and be able to offer to them some type of of healing? Is it simply writing a card to a neighbor who you know has lost a loved one recently? Is it volunteering to teach Sunday school here in our congregation? Is it doing some yard work for a neighbor you know can't get around to doing it themselves? Because in all these ways, God allows us with this Lent life to be the individual who can wipe the tear from the eyes of people who are around us. God allows us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Because tonight, in this Lent life that we see from our own Savior, we see that He doesn't want to go to the cross. Jesus doesn't want to be tortured. Jesus doesn't want to be made fun of. Jesus doesn't want any of these things. But He knows that we need it. He knows that we need this path To healing and he knows this only comes by giving of his life and providing his resurrection and so as we examine these things we recognize in this life we want suffering to end but we need healing to be able to begin all these things may seem like they are fictitious they may seem like they are far away they may seem like they aren't gonna come but they will will. You're told that in the final time, when Jesus comes for you and I, that our tears, too, will be wiped from our face by our Savior. That that thirst that we have will finally be quenched because of what what the cross means unto each and every one of us. This is the time that we have to be able to celebrate in Lent. This is the time that we look forward to in this week of passion of what our Lord and Savior gives to us. Take time this week as we look forward and really do enjoy these events, as Pastor Mark said, to recognize that we are sinners, but people who have the saving grace and healing of our Lord. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, as we come here tonight and truly do take time uh, to be able to meditate upon your word And remember each and every one of these puzzle pieces that you put in place of going to pay the ultimate price for our sin. Uh, We ask boldly, Lord, that you will strengthen and energize us to be those uh, tools within your world that you have created us to be, to be able to do the job that you have created us to be able to do, to be able to share the son that you have given to each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity, and again, ask your spirit to be bold within each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.